Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Utah Youth Rugby's podcast, where we talk to various coaches, players, and administrators about anything and everything Utah Youth Rugby. Well, yeah, Jeff, thanks so much for, for joining us and for being on. Um, this is just a, a kind of a new thing that we started doing, but we're just going to ask some questions, let you talk. Who, who, uh, who do I have here besides Tosh? Oh, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, so you've got, uh, it's Coleman, uh, Meyer, and Kingston okay. Matua. Well, I remember uh, all three of you very, very well on the field. <laughs> oh, really? So, Uh-oh. Tosh, you were a seven. Yep. Uh, Coleman, you were a 13. I was. And uh, Kingston, you and all your brothers played nine and sometimes ten. Correct. Nice. <laughs> there you go. And uh, all three of you were great players to go against. You guys scared the crap out of me. Jeez, well, well, thanks. That's a great memory. <laughs> I'm amazed that you knew that. I barely that remember that. That was 10 years ago for yeah. me. Yeah, seriously. Well, it, was like... it, it helps that I know all three of your dads as well. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In fact, Tosh's, Tosh's dad was my position coach in rugby back in, when I played in high school, so he's really old. Yeah. Yep. Brigham is that very is, old. That's correct. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. That's I. I didn't play center any time except in high school. So that's really that's like a brief three years of my tenure at at that position, and then everything else was wing. So <laughs> I'm yeah, impressed. I, this, um, I have this kind of creepy memory when it uh, when it comes to that kind of stuff. In fact, I remember that you were playing center the very first game that we had under the lights at the stadium, and yep. uh, I don't know why that sticks out. It just does. Um, but, uh, I remember that. I remember, uh, if you were to ask me for a starting lineup for really any year since we started, I'd probably be able to tell you. That's, that's crazy. That reminds me of, uh, the LA Rams head coach. Doesn't he have like a super good memory? Like they've, they interviewed him and asked him a bunch of questions in regards to like certain plays, like five years down the road or like five years earlier. And he was able to like whip them out very, very quickly as far as, you know, what play they ran based on the down and like the time of the game. It's, it's crazy. So that's, you know, that's I, awesome. I, I spent a few years as a, an offensive coordinator myself in football and, and I can remember the same thing. I can remember most play calls I ever called. <laughs> that's, that's, wow. Maybe that's why, you know, I'm not a coach, Tosh Kingston. Maybe that's why we're not coaches. We don't have the memory like, you know, a coach should. So, because I could never use, could never remember that. Yeah, I barely remember any details of most games I've ever played in. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's impressive. But, um, yeah, no, just talking about um, who your coaches were, that kind of leads us into the first question we wanted to ask. Um, just wanted to ask if you could you know, introduce yourself, how you got into rugby and the different roles that you've had. Sure. Yeah. So my name is Jeff Wilson. I am the uh, director of the Harriman rugby program, which I'm not sure what that means other than I get to be in charge, I guess. Um, so I founded the, uh, founded the program when the high school opened, I got hired to teach there and, and uh, I had coached with uh, the Highland program for the 10 years before that and decided that uh, it was a good time to start my own program and take on that challenge. So uh, new school opening really provided a neat opportunity because you get to start something from scratch and build it the way you want it and make it yours. And there's nothing, you know, previous to kind of, you know, really uh, ingrain into. You just uh, kind of get to do things you want from day one and then you know, whether you succeed or fail is, is kind of on you. It's a little bit scary that way as well, but uh, it was a really fun challenge. Um, so like I said, I uh, working backward, I, <clears throat> I had coached at Highland for 10 years. I also played there uh, for three years. So that's kind of how I got my start. Uh, really was just, I was a football player and, and I was a wrestler and uh, a lot of my buddies played rugby and it was more just uh, something to keep me in shape and try to make me a little bit better football player uh, in the off season, and then of course ended up. It probably a similar story to a lot of guys. Just ended up falling in love with it as well. Yeah, something you said um, that you know when you started the program, it was on you whether it succeeded or or failed. Um, I feel like you've definitely succeeded. 
um, Harriman has quite a few accolades. Um, I know you guys won the national championship uh, 2021 um, state runner-ups last year. Um, but could you take a minute to maybe just talk about, you know, some of the things that have led to that kind of success? Sure. Um, <clears throat> I, I think first I had a, a lot of really, really good guys to learn from, uh, starting back with the guys I played for, uh, with, with Larry, uh, Brigham, uh, Haloti Moala, um, just learned a lot of great things from them. Um, you know, picked up some things from uh, my college football coaches as well. I had some great ones there. And um, I've always, I, I grew up a coach's kid. And the guy that I probably learned the most from is my dad. So, um, you know, I've just, I've been around that environment all my life. And so I've been able to see a lot of really, really good coaches. Um, uh, I was fortunate enough to learn some really good things just about relating to people and and uh, that kind of interpersonal part of things from a guy named Jim Fossil, who used to be the head coach at, at Utah and the Giants. Um, and then, uh, you know, the guys I coached with, uh, again, at Highland. And, and uh, you know, the, the, the Harriman thing was, it was kind of a combination of supportive administration and supportive community and I, I always go back and tell that first team that they'll always be one of my very favorites if not my favorite because they had to kind of buy what we were selling you know we came in and I remember that first meeting we told them hey we're going to we're going to win state titles we're going to win national titles we're going to compete at this level and they probably thought it was nuts and I think we had one guy that had ever played the game before a little bit. And for, you know, whatever reason, uh, they were crazy enough to decide to believe that we could get there. And and that was kind of, uh, you know, that thinking that, well, look, if we don't put in our guys' head and heads and, and you know, make it possible, then maybe they won't believe it's possible. So uh, I think we had to convince them that we could get there and uh, – we became competitive uh, pretty quickly, and uh, man, we've had so many good kids, uh, so many good coaches. This this coaching staff is unbelievable. Uh, I mean, we uh, I was the head coach for the first three years, and then uh, I was smart enough to turn the, the head coaching varsity head coaching duties over to a guy named Derek Smith, who is now an assistant coach at BYU, and. Yeah, we all know Derek. Academy and, yeah, <laughs> and Derek played for me uh, at Highland back in the day. And uh, believe it or not, he was back in high school. <laughs> I remember him saying him. that, yeah. I'm going to choose not to believe that. <laughs> hey, I don't believe it either. Of him, popped collar and everything, playing wing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> of course he had a popped collar. Oh, he's a Brighton guy, man. You know, he's... You know, he, they were, he was, he was looking good. You know, he's, I think he had like kind of the, you know, been to the tanning bed a little bit and, you know, that kind of stuff. But, uh, I can uh, see that picture. <laughs> uh, so, and he and his brother, Mike, who had also played for me, they really, uh, were kind of the nuts and bolts of, of starting that, uh, program. And then, um, a guy named Zach Thorm, who Zach is now an assistant coach at Lindenwood doing great things, the college level, full-time college coach. But Zach was a senior in high school. And we just, we didn't have a lot of older kids in the school. We just had, um, we had a seven, eight and a nine, 10 team and just didn't have enough older guys for a varsity team. And he was a senior and uh, had played, had played before. And he said, you know what? I'll help you coach this thing and get it off the ground. Just really, really selfless thing for a, a high school kid to do. And then, uh, then he went to college and played rugby, and then he came back and, and rejoined the coaching staff, and his coaching career has just uh, taken off. So uh, it was great to have him involved uh, and just to see, even as a high school kid, to see what kind of coach he would become was really neat as well. But um, we've had two principals and a ton of vice principals, a guy named Lynn Allred especially, but um, our administration's been nothing but supportive from the get-go. They love rugby. Uh, they, they do everything they can to support it. 
Um, and this community is just, again, they're amazing. They've just kind of fallen in love with this game that they didn't know anything about 15 years ago. Yeah, that's really great. And you mentioned um, a lot of the different places that your coaches have ended up. Um, we, you know, when we were in college, we played with some Harriman guys. I know there's a lot of Harriman guys playing at the U now and all sorts of different places, but y- you would know a lot better than we would. Um, what, what are some of the places that your players have ended up? So we've had a lot of guys end up uh, different places with rugby and football, both. Uh, I actually wish that some of our guys would take a little bit, uh, you know, more of a look out of state to uh, some places a little bit further away, just kind of branch out, see what's out there. But um, but we have had certainly a ton at at, uh, at BYU, Utah, UVU. Um, we have uh, we have one at Army right now, Tyler Anderson, oh, uh, nice. the freshman at Army, and uh, uh, actually we have, two, we have another kid playing at Army that went to Harriman but didn't play rugby in high school. Uh, but he's playing rugby for Army now. Um, and then we have uh, one at Lindenwood, Caden Seidel, <coughs> excuse me, who just graduated last year. Um, we've had a few make it to the NFL as well as football players. Wow. Uh, Francis Bernard, Lucky Fotu, Andre James. Uh, so that's been neat to see them. And, and <coughs> in terms of, of football, we've had guys play college football all over the place as well. So, um yeah, I uh, I'd have to sit down and kind of you know add those up, but uh, I think at last count we we had gotten into triple digits in terms of the guys who have played collegiately in in one sport or another. Triple digits—that's a lot. It, it's quite a bit. Yeah, it's uh, really proud of those guys. There's lots of lot of kids who put in a lot of work. I also teach a recruiting class at the high school as well, so it's a really neat thing. It's high school athletes that want to play in college and we take them through a whole semester of uh, academic qualification, core course alignment, and then self-marketing, how to talk to coaches, give them a script for emails, phone calls, how to know if a coach is interested in you, how to set up and go on visits, negotiate for funding, uh, you know, the questions to ask. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Get super comprehensive with it. And that's, do that for all athletes in the school. And that is, is the most fun thing I've ever taught. And and so our rugby players have certainly benefited from that as well. Yeah, you, some one of the names you mentioned, uh, Francis Bernard. I remember playing against him um, at Harriman, and may, maybe Coleman the does too. Worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he could play a little bit. <laughs> yeah, he definitely could play a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean that's really great to just have you know one continuity in regards to you know the success. You know, players constantly coming out, coaches as well as the administration having that. You know, continual support of the rugby program has been really, really huge. And I know, you know, especially, you know, moving forward, you know, that tradition needs to be carried on. And, and one of those big games you're going to be having is especially this week is, is against United. And we kind of wanted to dive in a little bit to, uh, about that and kind of your preparation to, you know, these big games so early on, I feel like in the season and kind of where, you know, your team's head at your team is head at and like, you know, how you guys have kind of prepared so far. Uh, I know it's only, you know, Tuesday, mm-hmm. um, but kind of preparing for, for a big game like this. Uh, well, we prepared mostly inside because it's dang snow. We can't do much else. This is nuts. Yeah. No, it's, I it's just, been... uh, you know, we've seen some years with snow before, but this is just ridiculous. So uh, we actually have a, a we're practicing night in the, uh, in the gym at the high school, but um, it's been tough. We have only had, I think, three outdoor practices uh, to this point. So just we're still to me we still feel very much like a a preseason team in terms of you know timing and and install and uh there's just so much we haven't been able to do much so that's been a really big challenge uh but you know united is i mean almost every harriman united game is a classic it's that we have had so many good games over the years and it's been uh it's the Outside of league play, it is the one friendly that we make sure we have to schedule every year um, because you want to play against good teams, and United is, is always good. They're always skilled. They're, they've always got great athletes. They're always well coached. They're always well prepared, and they are 
exactly the kind of team that we're going to see at nationals and have to compete against as well. So, uh, you know, I love, I love, love, love United week. Um, and it's always tough. Uh, but they're just one of those teams you love playing. It's, it's a rivalry, but you know, I mean, we, we go at each other on the field pretty fiercely, but that's one of the great things about rugby is to be able to, to also help each other out like that. And, and, uh, so forth. So, um, uh, and I got to know Colin a little bit when we were both coaching the Cannibals together one year and uh, that kind of thing. I'll, I'll tell you one thing that, actually two things that always stick out to me uh, about United that just are really meaningful is in 2018 where we're playing the national championship game and we come within an inch, I mean literally an inch away from winning that thing uh, in Kansas City and our guys are down, their heads are down, they're dejected, and uh, the United players were the came right over and just, you know, put their arms around our guys and, and were the very first to console them and and uh, and make them feel better and, and say, hey, you know, we're here for you. Um, for a, a team that's been a pretty fierce rival to do that was, was really special. And then when we won it in 2021, they were the first group of guys to come congratulate us, and and uh, it was really cool to see. So there's there's definitely that mutual respect there. Uh, we certainly like to certainly like to go at each other, um, but uh, you know we, we we root for each other and want each other to do well, uh, also. But as far as preparation for this game, we're young, we're young and inexperienced. Um, I like our guys. We, we've got uh, we've got good rugby players. They just haven't played very much varsity rugby yet. I mean, last weekend <coughs> we put <clears throat> we had two guys on the field that had ever played a decent amount of varsity minutes, and, and every single other guy in the field just hadn't. And uh, some are first year guys, some are young guys. We have we have like thirty five juniors, but we only have like six seniors. So. That junior class is really big. Once they get used to the level of play uh, at that, that varsity level, I think as the season goes on, we're going to kind of blossom and, and really hit our stride. And, and the back half of the year, I, I think we'll be playing some really good rugby. Right now, we've still got a little bit of that learning curve and and uh, just guys learning, just getting used to the speed of the game at that level and, uh, and getting used to being out there with each other and uh, you know, we lost, we lost a lot of experience and, and, uh, so, you know, just a lot of guys to replace, but, uh, um, but that's, I mean, that's kind of the fun part of the challenge. I told our coaches the other day that, look, you know, if players came ready to, if players came ready made, we wouldn't really have much of a job to do. So, um, you know, we've got a lot of coaching to do with these guys. So it's, it's kind of fun, uh, to be able to do that, but, um, I sure wish we could get outside and progress a little faster than we are. <laughs> the weather really, you know, puts a, a damper on a, a lot of things, especially outdoor activities. So I can see how that can be uh, a strain for sure. What teams in the uh, single school division are you looking at being your stiffest competition this season? Oh, man, all of them. Uh, honestly, rugby in, in Utah has really, really gotten good. Um, so – you know, I could just go in order our first three games. Uh, you know, Olympus is always fast. I don't know what you guys put in the water, um, but just a bunch of fast guys all the time. I think it's the uh, bleached hair. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, oh, that's got something to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> that's good to know. We're going to have a couple of my guys do that. Gain a step. You know, hey, whatever we can do. Uh, but no, Olympus is, is uh, you know, an Olympus team is always going to be really well coached. Brad does such a great job. Uh, they're going to be scrappy. They're going to fight like crazy. Um, and they're going to yeah, they're going to hustle around, try and beat you to the ball, beat you to the breakdown. And then they're going to have some guys that, that can kind of torch you in space. And, and they're going to play the game fast. So, um, you know, that, that pace of play I was talking about, uh, you know, we, we definitely need to be ready for that. Um, Highland, the next week, uh, of course, you know, we uh, are, are looking forward to that one because we didn't like the way last year ended. So, uh, and they've got almost everybody back. They were a young team. So, uh, 
uh, you know, just, they've just got talent all over the field, and and uh, uh, you know, Danny does a great job coaching them, and um, so you know, they'll be a challenge for sure. I I uh, I know that that our kids are going to be up for that game, and and uh, you know, they're going to be up for that game too. So that should be that should be a pretty intense one, and then uh, East. Man, they are talented. I saw them down in St. George, and uh, they just kind of, you know, ran through everybody. And and uh, they've got they've got a lot of good kids back. And and uh, uh, you know, Rob and his staff do have done a really good job with them as well. They had um, they played a lot of young kids last year, and they got them a lot of seasoning. Uh, and you can tell this year, just that's that's a lot more confident group. Um, and then Mountain Ridge is. You know, half those guys used to play for us. We're still young enough into that school split that uh, uh, the guys that are seniors now are guys that that were playing in our program when the school split. And and so some of them still feel like, you know, they're, I still call them my guys, you know, because I right. really like some of those kids. And and half most of their coaching staff either coached with us or played for us. Um, so there's that familiarity there. There's that neighborhood rivalry there. So that game's always going to be intense for sure. Uh, so I mean, it's that you you don't get any any rest. You don't get any easy weeks in our league. Yeah, with such a tough schedule, how do you balance your Utah league games with nationals? Do you have kind of like a Utah first then the world approach, or how, what what do you set your sights on for a season? Uh, it, it it always has to come down in state competition first. I always tell our kids. You know, the temptation when we when we go to nationals every year, there's a temptation for the kids to to think along those lines. And uh, I always tell our guys, guys, nationals don't mean anything if we don't take care of business on the way there. Um, you know, if we take care of, of things during the season, if we take care of things during the state tournament, we will be fully prepared to go compete at nationals. Um, without ever worrying about uh, competing at nationals. So the, the quality of rugby in Utah is good enough uh, that, you know, we don't really need to, um, I mean, it'd be nice to, to play more out-of-state teams, but I don't think it's a necessity because we play such good competition here. So that's really what we tell our guys. We just, we focus uh, on on Utah. We focus on everyone we're going to play here and, and again, that that preparation for nationals kind of takes care of itself. Uh, we might. There are some years where, like, we might schedule back to back, like a Friday and a Saturday game, um, and play two days in a row, just to get us the feel. Because nationals, you have to play three days in a row, and you get pretty beat up, and you know it's kind of a grind. So uh, we might do that. You know, every now and then. A um, few years back, we went and toured Northern California on spring break. Mostly because Nationals were in Salt Lake, and we knew we weren't going to travel for that, so we wanted to take the trip somewhere. Um, but uh, uh, again, just running that gauntlet of teams in Utah, man, that's uh, uh, that, that that's that's every bit of preparation we need to get to that national level. So, um, and I think the I think the the challenge every week uh, that we get from those other teams keeps our kids pretty focused. You can't. Uh, you know, you can't allow that focus to uh, to drift or you're going to be in trouble. Yeah, I mean, you've got a lot of, you know, tough games coming up just in general. So we really appreciate your time. And, you know, I don't I, do you have so you said you coach a recruiting class. So do you have like class tomorrow? Like you go and teach? Um, so I, I teach it first semester. So I'm not teaching it this semester, but um, uh, yeah, we we. Pre-COVID, we actually did it both semesters, and then you know since COVID, it's it's been one semester, and we got to get the. Um, I think if we can get over forty enrolled in in a year, we usually get about thirty a year. But if we can get over forty enrolled in a year, then we'll we'll have it both semesters. So, um, so right now it's just a first semester class, but uh, uh, but it's been a blast. Last five years, our students in that class have gotten about five million combined in scholarship offers. That's um, great. So it's a lot of money. I love, um, and I think I think this is, you know, probably just about everyone that coaches. But uh, I, I I love being able to to do that for kids. I was kind of that guy in high school where 
I was lucky because I had a dad who had been a recruiting coordinator at the University of Utah, and, and uh, so he knew the ins and outs, and, and he knew what to help me with in terms of getting an opportunity. Had I not had him at home, I don't think I ever would have been a college football player. Uh, I was a little undersized and uh, had to sell myself, but I see, I started to see when I was coaching the first couple years where there were kids that I thought could play at the next level and didn't get those opportunities, and I wanted to help them. And so I love just that look on their faces when they get those offers and, and you know, kind of, I look, it, it being a part of, of, you know, helping someone's dreams come true, man, that never gets old. You know, it's just, it's addicting, man. It's like a drug. It's just, you, you just, you can't ever see enough of it. So uh, I get so dang excited to teach that class every day because of it. We've really enjoyed, you know, having you on here today and, and we look forward to, you know, maybe chatting it up a little later in the season when, you know, state, um, you know, the state playoffs happen and, and, you know, even later the nationals. I'll tell you what, if it was, uh, you know, if it was any one of your dads, I'd probably say no, but, but <laughs> guys, hey, anytime, uh, let's do it. Awesome. Yeah. I think that's why they had us do it rather than them, just because the, the, the curb appeals a little better. They also but don't know how to little. use computers. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, those guys are going to struggle with technology a little bit. I'm not sure they know what a podcast is. Probably oh. not. <laughs> Me trying to communicate but, uh, to my dad what I needed from, uh, from all of them was... Yeah, it's tough. But. Yeah, you got you got to talk real slow, help them along, you know. <laughs> but oh, I think man. one thing that I, I I think I forgot to mention, but it's really been huge as well, is the support that we've gotten, the relationship that we've had with our football program as well, uh, has been fantastic. I I spent 15 years a football coach myself. I I took seven years off because the kids needed a dad at home a little bit more, but. I actually got back in this year, just two days a week, just where where I can help a little bit. But um, uh, but but the relationship with football has been uh, wonderful, um, and that's been you know there's so much crossover between those two sports, obviously, and and uh, so that's been really nice uh, as well. Um, of course. Uh, you know, to start off with, it was uh, my, my father was the first head football coach. So that was, you know, well, thankfully, I, he likes me, I guess. And so we got along. Well. Uh, but but uh, his support was was huge uh, in starting things up. And again, I learned so much from him just just my entire life in terms of coaching. And, uh, uh, you know, I think he's forgotten more about coaching than I know. But uh, and then Coach Pierce, our, our current head coach, has been great to work with and uh, in fact, tomorrow night I've got a 7 p.m. football coaches meeting and then 8 p.m. rugby practice. So we're just, you know, going one to the other. So, it's busy. Uh, uh, but it's been great. And uh, and Harriman City, our mayor, is like the biggest rugby fan. And, really? Uh, yeah. yeah, he went to the uh, to the final last year, I think. He did. Oh, that's right. They yeah. they announced it. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He loves it. He goes to, to almost all the Warriors games as well. Um, he's, he's hooked, man. He is, he is wonderful, wonderful guy. Um, he actually used to be over the rec soccer for the entire state of Utah. And, uh, so he, he loves sports, loves, you know, loves just seeing opportunities for kids. He came to our senior night, uh, last year and just shook hands with our seniors and, and their parents and all that kind of stuff. And, um, he, he's just, he's the coolest dude and the whole, uh, the city council, everybody, they're just, uh, uh, Harriman City's been very, very good to us. So um, I, I'd be remiss not mentioning them as well. Yeah, yeah shout what out a, to Harriman. What a difference that support structure and just administration makes in building a team like that. You know, I think we've all played on teams where, you know, we we felt like a little bit the administration was working against us in, in ways. So you know, having that just makes such a huge difference. For sure, for sure. And we, you know, we try to pay it back as much as we can. I mean, I, uh, you know, every few months I just text him, hey, let us know what Harriman City needs, you know, throw us some community service projects. Um, I love for our guys to be involved in service. I, I think it, it keeps them humble and, and 
reminds them what's important. And, but what I always say to our kids is our city has been so good to us. We need to make sure we return the favor every time we can. So, um, so, you know, he'll, he'll text me probably once a month. Hey, need you guys to come do this or this. And, you know, we're there and, and, uh, we love doing that too. That's really great. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I love that. And so basically what you're telling me is I have to become mayor of, you know, Salt Lake City or holidays so that I can help, you know, all the other rugby programs get to, to Harriman status. I'd vote for you. <laughs> I, I got at least one vote. <laughs> oh, uh, I know. Tosh knows too much about me. So he just, you know. <laughs> Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, no, I, once again, you know, we really appreciate your time and we really, you know, appreciate the standard that you've set for, you know, rugby in Utah and, and the support that you've gotten as well. And so, you know, like I said, you know, appreciate your time and we look forward to talking to you, you know, later in the season. Thanks, Thanks Jeff. Guys, appreciate you. Yep. Have a good one. All right. Well, next on our podcast, we have the head coach of United Rugby, Chase Matua. How's it going, Chase? It's going good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you um you're a fairly new coach to to United. How long have you been coaching now? This is my second year as the head coach with United. Oh, very nice. And you had a lot of success last year winning the state championship. Congratulations. So, what has kind of been the biggest learning curve because obviously, you know, this is your first real, you know, head coach coaching role. What has kind of been the biggest learning curve for you in regards to stepping into that role and taking on such a um, historically successful uh, program in Utah? Yeah, it's a great question. I feel like one of the biggest things I've had to learn is the balance between focusing on the individuals, the individual players, while also having the ability to focus on the team as a whole. And I am by no means an expert at it. And obviously I have a long ways to go and, and a lot to learn when it comes to um, mastering that balance. But rugby's obviously a fairly new sport to the area, um, our club, and I'm sure I can speak for a lot of the clubs in the state in that we have you know, brand new players coming in every year. And it's not just, you know, brand new young players. It's seniors, juniors in high school that have never played the sport before. And they're, they're coming out trying, they're, they're giving it a try and, you know, trying to figure out how to um, really, really find that balance between making sure these kids that are new to the sport are actually learning, you know, correct principles and learning the safety measures that need to be um, taken while also trying to be a competitive unit and a, a, a cohesive bunch has it's been a tricky thing luckily we have um, we have a few guys that are willing to come out and help at practice help coach and then there's also United, I feel like United also always has kids that are have been playing for years, and we luck out with with the ones that are, you know, willing to share their um, expertise in the game or at least the things that they've learned. So, yeah, sorry that was a mouthful, but it's been a great opportunity to step into the club where I had the opportunity to play in high school and you know learn learn a new. Um, take on a new challenge and be a coach and, and help these kids really, you know, enjoy the sport and just have a enjoyable experience overall. So you <laughs> mentioned um, that it was, you know, a, a, a challenge kind of this new challenge for you. And what, what kind of led you to that decision of like, you know, now it's time to kind of pick up that torch and continue to carry it uh, and, and be the head coach United. What kind of led you to that? Yeah. So I've, you know, I lucked out with having the opportunity to um, be involved with rugby at a young age. I think I was in seventh grade when I first started playing, um, playing the sport and attempting to coach the sport are two very different things. And as I came closer to 
realizing that I needed to hang up the boots, I, I still wanted to be involved with the sport. And so I looked for opportunities to do that. And uh, my father was actually the head coach of the boys team at the time when I tried, I made that transition from being a player to becoming a coach. And so it was, it was actually a very smooth transition because the, the opportunity was there. And I initially started helping out at United just with their backs, their younger aged kids and eventually followed a group up and uh, let's see, that was three years ago the head coach at the time Chris Rudolph um, had changes in his life that required him to step away and Colin Puriri the current president of United Rugby um, asked extended the invite for me to take the reins and give my best shot at being the head coach and it's it's been a, a fun task to tackle and I just have really enjoyed the opportunity to stay close to the sport. And it's very motivating when you see success and can be discouraging when we see failure. But at the same time, it's just fun to watch these kids grow, watch these kids grasp, um, some grasp, grab a hold of something that um, meant a lot to me when I was in, you know, their position. So obviously, obviously it's all about rugby. Um, but it's, it's, this experience has given me the opportunity to look at look at life in a different way. Um, the the bigger picture in helping these kids navigate um, a, a rather trying time in their life, and as I've said, it's it's fun and it's a it's a good learning experience for myself to be able to relate to these boys and use rugby to do so. And that's awesome. Yeah, and I can definitely, you know. Um speak to wanting to try to stay close to the sport i obviously you know as i kind of have seen you coach and have success in coaching obviously we you know played in in college together a little bit and i know kingston obviously since he's your brother has probably played with you a lot as well but um you know being able to see the success that you've had in coaching um as really you know i've been able to see that and be like oh like maybe it's got me kind of my wheels turning like oh, maybe i should coach or ref or yeah, do something you, you know but like i get imposter syndrome so that's why i've <laughs> you know maybe done something that i think i am good at in, in trying to do these kinds of podcast things a little bit um you know still trying to stay close and so but <laughs> you know you are an inspiration to the yeah. younger generation that you know we you know it's you know at some point you know we need to to fill in those those gaps or those shoes that have been left by the older generation right um, that have set such a high standard and you know it's been really great to see you um, pick that up and continue that success so props to you there yeah something I've come to realize is, is that we're all imposters right this, this is a new thing regardless of our years of experience I've, I've just come to know that there's always something new, new to learn and to be honest our, our all, a lot of our success from last year was simply you know the timing was right there was a awesome group of kids athletes that wanted to have fun wanted to come out and give it their best shot and it just happened to align with with the staff that we had last year and it took us a long way but you know yeah i know you had a lot of seniors last year and you lost a lot of guys um how's it been filling those those positions this year yeah big shoes to fill across the board one through 15 um, unfortunately we, we didn't have the strongest pipeline set up, um, as far as recruiting or, um, bringing the younger kids up. So we're definitely in a rebuilding phase right now. Um, we do, we did have some, some younger talent that's stepping up this year, um, as well as doing their best at playing recruiter and bringing their friends on that are new to the sport and having them play and help fill the shoes of those that have left our team. Last year we had, I believe, three, three starting positions that were not graduating seniors. So we have a fresh new look this year. Um, and the best part about it, I think our biggest advantage is we – majority of our team that'll be starting varsity this year are sophomores so we'll have a few good years of development and 
hopefully they all stick around and learn to love the sport and bring it home for us the next few years. What's the experience like with those sophomores? Are they all pretty new to the sport or have they played for a while? I think it's a mixed bag there. Okay. There's there's several of them that have, they came up through the little league, the, the kids rugby that was kind of off and on something that they did in their free time during the, during the spring when football wasn't going on. Um, so there's, there's, I'd say like a dash of experience, especially with those three returning starters from last year, they have a, a very big responsibility to be the leaders of the team, help carry on with the culture and then just, just bring along those young sophomores. They're really, we lucked out that they're really, um, eager to learn it seems to be a fascinating sport for each of them. So they're, they're all ears. They're all wanting to participate. And we, rec- we went down to St. George last week to play in uh, the Rarapuriri Memorial Tournament. And there was a lot of surprises. Um, we were, were short numbers, but those that did come, they came out to play. And so it'll be fun to watch their growth and watch them gravitate towards those leadership positions and, and really start to contribute as key players. Um, oh, Tosh, go ahead if you have one. Yeah, I was just going to say, I got to throw this out here. You should really consider like announcing for the Utah Jazz or something. Your voice is incredible, just smooth. <laughs> uh, but anyway, sorry, back back to seriousness. I apologize for that. So so you did win the national, or you did win the state championship last year with that experience group, what do you have your sights set on this year and what are going to be some of the the tough games to get there? We know that you have Harriman this week. We just spoke with the Harriman coach, but um, yeah, we'd love to get your take on that. Of course. Goal is always to win for us. We, there will, I, I will not allow a season to go by where we're not aiming for taking home that state championship trophy again. It'll be a very long road this year. There are a lot of experienced clubs that will come face to face with throughout our our regular season journey. Um, I, we, we had the opportunity to get kind of somewhat of our version of a scouting report in that, um, Ra Puriri Memorial tournament that I mentioned we got a chance to watch, you know, obviously we have Harriman coming up. We, we took a shot at them in that tournament. We watched LCA play, the Rhinos play, both excellent clubs. They're incredibly coached. They're very disciplined. And so last year, like I said, we lucked out with a, with a phenomenal group of boys. And a lot of those boys were also first-year players. My big goal, aside from taking home the, the championship again, would be to lay those, those foundations for the next the, the coming years. There, like I said, there are a lot of young players on our squad right now, and they're eager to learn. They, they want to take the responsibility of building United to where it once was and where they see it going. And so the, this year is going to be a hard year for us, and we're excited for the challenge. Um, we, we have those sights set for you know, the standard of winning and winning championships. Um, but right now it's really solidifying the basics. It's solidifying our culture and making sure that we're holding on to, you know, knowing – holding on to what we know we can accomplish. And with, with the group of kids we have, there's, there's a lot of learning to be done, but we we're confident in their abilities, um, both athletically and physically, but also their ability to wrap their mind around the game and know their, their, their roles and responsibilities on the pitch and, and having that ability and confidence to execute so it's it's just a matter of us being able to instill that confidence and that um, that knowledge for them to take their abilities and and 
execute our game plan on the field. Well, that's awesome. And, <clears throat> you know, one of the things that I've, you know, that you have to take it one game at a time, right? You know, you can't just hope that, oops, I just hit the mic, um, you know, that they're just going to pick everything, you know, all at once and then know everything. So you have to take it one game at a time. And, you know, you've got Harriman coming up this weekend. How do you prepare for one, you know, such a, you know, playing against a team like Harriman, but really just in general, like, do you guys have some sort of system in place as far as, you know, do you watch film? How does kind of preparation go in regards to maybe every week, you know, the new opponent that you do play? Yeah. We're not fortunate enough to have that pregame process set up to where we, we have a full scouting report and we have film like I said, we were fortunate enough to actually get a run at Harriman last week in, or sorry, two weeks ago at the Invitational in, in, in St. George. Our process as of right now really has to be focused on ourselves. Um, we can't take too much time and dwell on what other teams are doing well. And instead we, we have to make sure those basics are, are keyed down. And going into a, a week where we're playing Herman, you know, everyone knows they're, they're a powerhouse. I respect everything that the coaches are doing up there and the program that they've built. They have a, a ton of talent and it's a, it's a hard week to prepare for. And I think a lot of times when, when I get a group of kids that are new to the sport, usually they're, they have those athletic attributes where you can, you can, you know, put some basics in place as far as attack goes. But when it comes to the defensive side, I feel like that's where we try to really push and really try to lay somewhat of a solid game plan. Um, Harriman is no team that we can, we can have a, you know, a shootout with. It's, it's a team that we need to be able to control and put the brakes on them and, and then allow our players abilities to you know be creative and be fast be physical and then as long as we're we're set up with our defensive front we can we can hang with Harriman and and give, give him a good fight um one of the things that you mentioned um was building the the culture of united um how important is that to the team and what are some of the specific cultural elements that you're really trying to instill yeah, I, I try to make it a point to speak on our culture as a whole, every practice, and something that I want the boys to know is that where there will always be things in your life that are more important than sports, and as long as my boys are willing to commit the time that they have um, to our team and being better themselves then there's nothing that I want to get in the way of their personal lives. When What I mean by that is, you know, people have their, their family issues, their academic issues. These challenges, I, I, I don't want to be the one that's standing in the way of them resolving these issues. As well, I, I want to be a source of support and I want their time spent with United Rugby to be a source of strength for them, sort of a relief from the other challenges that they may be facing. And so when these boys come out to play for United, they know that when you're in the office, it's business time and you're focusing and you're trying to learn the sport and better yourselves. But that time in the office should never come in front of that time with their families, with their siblings, learning from their parents and bettering themselves as individuals. And so we've found that as these players do this, as they you know, take care of their responsibilities, their priorities that come before rugby, that um, stability bleeds into their play. It bleeds into the unity as a club. Um, these kids start to bond with each other and we all know, we all have been to high school before. We know the cliques and, and the groups that you may not feel a part of, but you want to be so badly or, 
you know, kids that you, you don't think you would ever have a chance to talk with, well, they start coming out to play rugby with you. And suddenly you have this gravity towards these, these, these kids, these friends that you would never know before rugby. And so we try to make it a point that even though Harriman is a huge rivalry, we have to be cordial pre-whistle and post-whistle. You know, we, we have to build that brotherhood with other clubs and that brotherhood has to be started within our own club. And so when we're going to business and, and you're doing a breakdown drill or a tackling drill, you have to be business, but you have to also learn to love your brother next to you. And you have to learn to respect those that come before you. And that's basically the, the united culture and everyone, everyone is aiming for that. And there's, there will always be holes in a team's, um, um, efforts towards building a good culture. And it's all dependent on how many people are bought into that. Fortunate for us, we have plenty of souls that are willing to buy into that culture and, and be a part of a program that is more than just rugby. Um, but, but, but it's rugby that brings us together. So I think that's good. That was something that we talked about with Jeff. Jeff just mentioned that, um, as big of a rival as Harriman and United are that, um, it's always the United players to go and congratulate the Harriman boys or the Harriman players to go and congratulate the United boys when it comes to things like nationals. And I think it's just important to remember that, especially with a lot of these guys, like there's no reason to have kind of this hatred between teams in Utah because you never knew who like literally I thought I hated Harriman in high school. And then I ended up playing and one of my best friends became a kid that I played against at Harriman. Um, and so it's just like you never know who you're going to play with down the road and when you have all-star teams and whatnot. Building that culture, I think, and taking, I don't know if you'd say the high ground, but as coaches, it sounds like we're getting the same cultural dynamic from Jeff at Harriman and you with United. And if we can kind of echo that throughout all of all of, uh, all of of Utah rugby, I think that's a huge in building for not only the boys that are – um, playing rugby now, but the younger kids that are watching on and then as you go on to play in college. So I think it's awesome that that culture is being instilled in as many places as we can find it. Yeah. As long as they don't play for Olympus rugby. We're so. <laughs> of course not. No, I'm just kidding. There's a lot of Olympus great people with Olympus, past and present. Mm. Yeah. But especially past. Most, <laughs> most <laughs> in present. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mostly present. <laughs> Probably, I, though. Yeah, it's, it's, I, rugby is such a tight knit community. It's still, you know, everyone knows it's in its infancy still. It's growing. And so, even if you do have the opportunity to play on the next level, or maybe in high school you're playing for an all star team, you are bound to play against, you know, rivalries. You, sorry, you're bound to play with those who were once considered your rivals and so with that dynamic it's it's uh it's a requirement to really put aside you know that that deep those deep deep feelings of competitiveness competitiveness once the match is over and really go and shake your opponent's hand and and have class about it and like i said there's always going to be mistakes made you'll you'll be hard pressed to find a team that preaches culture and, and then doesn't have its mistakes. We've definitely seen mistakes, but we try our best to, to fuel the brotherhood that is, you know, Utah youth rugby and, and be a part of that. What's what's I hope is becoming a quick moving machine, a well-oiled machine. So what would you say is your fondest memory as a player in Utah Youth Rugby? Beating Olympus? Wow. <laughs> Impossible. I think Olympus. <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I don't think I ever lost to United. But that, but that was probably playing for Highland or Tribe or something. Doesn't matter. Tribe. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> fondest memory playing as a player Utah youth rugby 
just for some inspiration for the young players that we'll be watching. Of course. It could be playing with your oldest brother, 9-10 combo. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, that's not really it. Those were the worst. <laughs> were you guys a 9-10 combo? We were for my senior year. At there was a lot point, of times yeah. we were a 9-10 combo. Who was 9 and who was 10? <sighs> Wait, I want to see who you think. Yeah, who do you oh, think? Oh, jeez. I, I mean, the I, and Chase I, was the ten. I would think the opposite. I would think the older brother takes the ten role. <laughs> nope. No. No. Hey, no one Tosh touches my backs, nine jersey when I'm on the team. The backs uh, are talking, Tosh. No, yeah, we were. Yeah, Chase was. Right. Chase was out at ten, making things happen. Trying to make things happen. That that was. Yeah, those those are tough years. Okay, so if it's not playing with your brother, think... what's your fondest memory of playing tight rugby? I'm trying to think what mine is now. I, I don't know if I haven't. Yeah, it's a tough it's one. A, it's really a hard question to answer. There's, there was a ton. So I, I, I grew up playing sports, lots of other sports, um, football, basketball. I'm not listing these off to say the sports that I was good at. I'm listing these off just because I, I actually wasn't good at any of them. I probably wasn't even good at rugby. <laughs> but I I say this because there was a big difference when I was participating in rugby and competing in rugby. And it was on in that there were kids on the opposing teams that I came to know very dearly and became good friends with them, eventually ended up playing with them in college. And um, we had opportunities to play on the um, all-star teams. And it's, it's a, it was a quick track to forming long lasting relationships. And um, the sport is very fun. Rugby's It's a phenomenal sport. And the fondest memories are just the, the, the good relationships that I have lost, lost a lot of games in in high school in Utah youth rugby. And it was, it was never overshadowing, you know, congratulating our opponents and making those friendships stronger. And, and like you said, Kingston, we, you know, we travel out to the national tournaments and it was usually United playing in the club division and Harriman playing in the single school division. And it'd be cool to, it was always cool to, to cheer on someone who's considered your rival, and that's not that's not a very common thing. So, I I cherish those memories and and the friendships that um, were started because of Utah Youth Rugby. Yeah, I would have to agree. Like that's something that you know, obviously playing in the games were always fun, but some of the moments you know that I remember very fondly was you know, when Tosh and I played together was when we'd go over in between know when we'd be playing playing in some tournament and we'd go over to our team mom's house and we'd all play like foosball or like you know madden and just you know or volleyball and just hanging out you know those were the times that i really remember yes playing the game was fun but the relationships and hanging out with the boys you know in between matches or you know after the games was always something that i've always you know cherished and and remember fondly so yeah especially in in those days when we it was um it was a multi-school thing that we were playing for. So, you know, we got to meet a lot of people from all over, which I imagine is kind of your situation with United Chase. Because how many different schools yeah. are feeding into your team? Yeah, so currently we have kids from Lone Peak, okay. Sky Ridge, Lehigh. And then I think we have a, we have one kid from AF. So basically... All, all the schools in northern Utah County outside of, you know, west of the lake. <laughs> west of the lake. This is a lot. <laughs> Shout out Westlake, uh, new club, uh, up and coming. <laughs> uh, I was just like, what? I'm still trying to figure out what lake are you talking about? Utah Lake. <laughs> Utah Lake. Oh, I didn't. Westlake High School just started a team. Is that it's, west of Utah I don't Lake? Know if I said it. Yeah. yeah is that what? Is that where Westlake is? That's why it's called. 
Yeah, so it's called West Lake. I it's mean, I guess that makes west sense. Of the lake. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I never knew where that was. I've been there before, but I don't I drove, know. I, I just drove past it. United historically has been Lone Peak, kids that go to Lone Peak. When Kingston and I were playing for United, we had kids from Timpanogos, PG, AF, Lehigh. Um, Sky Ridge wasn't around, but we had kids from Lone Peak. I think I already said that. And, and Westlake. Westlake. So, yeah. Yeah. So we, when, when Kingston and I were playing um, in high school, it literally was a, a northern Utah County team. All the kids in the area, we even had kids from like Alta coming out and playing for yeah. United. But obviously there's more clubs coming up. Um, you have Westlake who used to be a team and now they started again this year. So they're kind of drawing from Cedar Valley, Westlake. And you have AF who's a club team and they're drawing from, you know, the same areas that we are. And so it's it's that's one of the challenges that we're facing now is as a club team, we have the rights to draw from these schools, but um, the competition is increasing. And so it's, it's just a matter of getting the kids to buy into um, be, being United Rugby and playing for United Rugby. So, but mostly our team is comprised of this year is the first year that we're a majority Sky Ridge. Throughout the years, it's been majority Lone Peak. But our the major the good good chunk of our team is Sky Ridge, complemented with the other schools Lone Peak Lehigh etc. You're you're right. You know as Utah youth rugby continues to grow, I mean I can only imagine that being you know the competition, you know quote unquote to draw kids to come to your program are going to be um, is is going to stiffen right. Um, and so yeah. what, what kind of plans do you have or are you considering to kind of, I mean, you obviously have that draw first and foremost, you know, becoming, you know, most recent state champs, right? You're, you're able to kind of pitch that. But is there is there kind of, you know, is there a recruiting trail that you guys kind of do? Like how do you handle bringing these guys in? Is it word of mouth from the players? Do you go to administrations of these schools? Like how does that look um, in regards to – to trying to bring guys into your program. Yeah, so that problem, that problem is at the forefront of our minds right now because we we lo- we lost our our starters, our stars. And so now we I'll give you a bit of a background that goes back to even when I was playing in, in high school, Kingston, my younger brothers as they went through United, as they went through the program from 7th grade to 12th grade it was very rare that it, the coach was required to go to schools and pitch our club and say, come out and play United rugby or come out and play rugby. And this year I dare say is our first year where we are required to do something out of the box, something we've never done before. And much to our fault we we didn't get on that that trail quick enough we 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 have to formulate some plan early on in the winter during football season to get into the doors of these schools get into you know their other teams visit wrestling rooms visit weight rooms and and just have the community be aware that we are an option that we are a, a successful club that can bring, you know, a lot of benefits. And so I, I wish there was a magic recruiting equation that we could use to bring in a draw of kids, but we we haven't found that equation yet if there is one. And we're just trying to do our best to encourage our current players to be the spokespersons for our club because – I've there there have been kids that reached out to Colin and myself and and just because they know United is a thing maybe they're playing at a past club and they've moved into the area outside of that I'm going to have very I'm not, I'm not going to have a ton of luck going up to you know a, a high school age kid and say hey friend do you want to play rugby 
That's not, not gonna not go with well that, at all. Not with that mustache. Yeah, that voice and that mustache. <laughs> yeah. Don't be doing that. <laughs> it's not gonna work. But when our players are winning games, having fun doing it, and they feel they feel like they want to build our club, they're gonna go out and they're gonna go to their own schools to the people that they know, and they're they're going to be you know, our, our trail and our pipeline to building our club. And we have several different ideas how we want to go about next season because we're, we're well into this season already. Um, games are happening and um, it's far too late for us to scramble and, and find, find boys. So we're, we're going with what we've got and then we're trying to formulate a process for next season to, you know, reestablish a pipeline and, and design somewhat of a recruiting trail that we can hit and you know lay those seeds again for growing a successful club yeah no i I mean that's great and i think that obviously you know what's what's in the past is in the past and so you just got to move forward and so that's great and i think that's you know props to you as a coach to understand and to admit you know much to your fault that you know you may have been a little behind on that uh but i mean i think yeah. it's great that you you know you've recognized that and you're going to come you know this this following season with a full head of steam and you know it sounds like you're very very confident in the team that you have you know set with the guys that you know the the learning capabilities that they have the the willingness to learn and uh and i think they've got a great set of coaches that'll help them succeed as well so you know i'm, I'm very confident in you guys and and you know seeing the success that you're going to have this uh, season so that's great i appreciate it we're excited of course well, th- Chase, thanks so much for your time. We really appreciate, you know, the words that you've said, and we look forward to seeing the success that you have in the season. Of course, I've, uh, again, I'm thankful for the opportunity. I'd love to become a regular. Thanks. <laughs> With that voice, yeah, you can make it happen. <laughs> I'll see you All on right, Saturday. Chase. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Utah Youth Rugby Podcast.